Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say with me, it is written. Say, it is written. Hallelujah. We continue with our series. Uh, this is our part 4B, right? Because <laughs> last week we could not finish part 4. Therefore, part, last week it was part 4A. And then this week is part 4B. We started really, you know, talking about um, a life built on God's word. Hallelujah. And we, that was part 1. Then part 2 was more about the Bible study, really. Or studying, understanding the Bible, where we analyze the Bible to say the first five books are books of the law, right? And and we went to the to the historical books, you know, your your, your the book of uh, the book of uh, what which one? <laughs> Chronicles, you know, Samuel, the Kings, you know, Kings, Kings one and two, Samuel one and two, Chronicles one and two, you know, and and you come to the book that the book that we call um, poetic books, right? Your Psalms. Proverbs, you know, your songs of songs, you know, songs of Solomon, you know, the Ecclesiastes, you know, uh, those beautiful songs, you know, some you find that they can really help you, you know, uh, especially as we're married, you know, you know, <laughs> the songs of Solomon, you know, <laughs> they've got some romantic, uh, you know, you get that, hallelujah, because they are poetic books, hallelujah, therefore if, if you don't want to Google some nice poems, go to songs of Solomon. Hallelujah. Therefore, we, we also go to the prophetic books. There are about, uh, I think, 12, if I'm not mistaken. And and out of those, there is five that are major. I'm not mis- eh, I'm trying to remember. There are five that are major prophets, and the rest are minor prophets. Major prophets, your Daniel, it's your Isaiah, you know, it's your Jeremiah's, all those. Those are the major prophets. Then, when you, when you, when the minor prophets are your, your Joel, your, your, your Micah, your Malachi, you know, that's the Bible, right? That's the First Testament, right? <laughs> right? Therefore, we studied that. It was quite an interesting study. Then the New Testament, you get the four books that are the first four books, right? Those that we call the Gospels, right? The ones about the life of Jesus on earth. And you get to the only single book that is historical in the New Testament is the book of Acts. It captures the history of the first church. Right? That's why you hear that they, this went there and that and all that. Then from there, you will, you will find out that, you know, from, from there we get the epistles. That's where Paul comes in with the book of Romans. You know, he, didn't, he did not write that book. Listen to this. He did not write book, that book when he was in Rome. <laughs> right? He did not write that book. All the epistles were not written because it was happening that time. They captured what was happening. It was just the writings that happened during the, the book of the Acts. I don't know if, if, if you get me. <laughs> right? The, the, the Bible doesn't, it's not like a novel that is moving like this, from this to that to that. Right? Your historical books are the ones that captures what would have happened. Right? Their lives where they went there and there. But when you get to the epistles, those are letters written. Right? Those are letters that are written. That's why there's a letter to the Romans, to the church of, in Rome. There's a letter to the church in Colossae. There's a church, there's a letter written to Timothy, right? By Paul, two letters to Timothy. Those are the epistles. And that's where Paul dominated the epistles. And you've got James, the book of James. You've got the book of John, one, two, and three. You know, you've got all the books. And, 
only book also in the in the New Testament that is prophetic, that is a prophetic book, is the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. That's why now we say this thing was said, you know, uh, this sickness, this, you know, when you want to talk about current happenings, actually you find them in the book of Revelation. Therefore, that's the Bible. It's just done. <laughs> a study of the Bible. One day, one day I will show you. I know it's out there. I will show you how you find Jesus in each and every book of the Bible. Because Jesus is the center of the Bible. Hallelujah. He's everything in the Bible. Therefore, after that, we dealt with them. With the, with the, with the, is the plot. Is it? Eh? Part three. Is the plot. Eh? We dealt with holding on. This holding on. Actually, I forgot. I forgot. It's because we didn't put that message on the podcast. Okay, it's fine. But just last week we started to deal with holding on to God's word. Hallelujah. Somebody say with me, I hold on to God's word. Say, I hold on to God's word. And the key scripture for this part, we find it in the book of John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. The book of John chapter 38, verse 31 to 32. It says, Jesus said, if you hold on to my teachings, or to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. I said, you know, this, this, this last part, the truth has set you free. We use it all the time, right? Speak the truth, because the truth will set you free. But it's more than that. Here, Jesus is to his teachings and his teachings if we follow them, if we go according to them, they will set us free. Hallelujah. Therefore, when you hold on to his word, we live a life of freedom. Hallelujah. Say, when I hold on to God's word, I live a life of freedom. Because the truth shall set you free. Hallelujah. And, and just to do a quick recap, we, we said, how do you hold on to God's word? The first point was, you make it the foundation of your life. Make it the foundation of my life. And we started to talk about, most of the time we find that we have built our lives on the foundation of popular culture. Right? Where you just follow whatever is the latest thing, whatever is trending, you are in also. Hallelujah. Eh? That's, that's distract, that distracts us from holding on to God's word, and we can't build our lives on, 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 on the foundation of the word or building or using the word as the foundation of our life. The other thing is tradition. And I explained what is tradition. Tradition comes from the word trade, right? Therefore, the, the previous generation will trade, right, its, its, its things, its practices to the next generation. Therefore, it becomes a tradition. That's why you say, you know, in our family, we have a family what? Tradition. You say, from my father, this is how we used to do it. Right? Because you built a tradition. It has been traded from this generation to that generation and that it has been traded like that. Therefore, sometimes those things, they, 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 if they are in conflict with the word of God, therefore we can't hold on to the word of God. The other thing is reason. Therefore, and if you want to build your life on God's word or hold on to God's word, reason will not go, is not going to work. 
Hallelujah. Reasons aren't going to work. God, you remember, you are not God. He is. Hallelujah. The moment we, we think we are God and we can reason with his word and reason with him, we lose it. We can't build our lives on, on, on his word. He, he, his word cannot be our foundation. But the moment you submit to his word, hallelujah, that's when you set. That's when the word of God will manifest. The last thing is feelings. The Bible says we do not walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Sight there, it is not the sight only of seeing, right? It's, it's referred to sight where we, we have the five feelings, right? Five senses, right? Touching, smelling, seeing, hearing, and the other words, the other, I always forget the last one. And testing. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we can't go according to that if we want to hold on to God's word or build our lives on God's word. We must go with what the word of God says. And we finished last week talking about this second point on making, making the word of God first part of our daily life. Hallelujah. Where we make the word of God our first part. And we talk about the first what? Eh? The first 15, right? Hey, you remember the first 15? And we spoke about the first 15. Just roll it. You know, the first 15 is the first 15 minutes of the day where you divide the first 15 minutes, you know, um, according to fives, the first five, right? The first five is spending time in the word, right? We've got our phones, and I, I made an example, say, when you wake up before, you know, before you can, you can open up your eyes. <laughs> you want to open your eyes with the phone here. If it's not here, <laughs> you are not opening your eyes. Then therefore you have to search it, look for it under the pillow, over. Just in the day when it's like it's cold like this morning, and you you you're charging it. Some people live live with the extensions <laughs> in their blankets, like you know, eh? which is good, right? But what matters is what we do with the first five minutes. When I get that phone, if I have a phone, if I have a Bible app, I go to that. There will be a scripture of the day there most Bible apps, right? You go read it. You spend five minutes going back again and again to it, right? Or if you want to read a chapter, you can read a chapter. It doesn't matter. But you spend first five minutes in the Word. Then the next five minutes, you spend it in worship. Hallelujah. The same phone has got music. <laughs> Hallelujah. Before I start scrolling up statuses and, you know, all that, the same phone has got music. The same phone has got YouTube, right? So you can just watch a song and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. And give him praise. Give him honor. Right? After that, what do you do? Your day is perfect, right? Your day is perfect. You set up a day perfect. What do you do after that? You pray. Hallelujah. You pray for the day. Say, Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm rejoicing and I'm glad. I walk in favor. I walk in your goodness today. Your goodness today is pursuing me. Your goodness today is following me. It's a new day. You said you shall do a new thing. I expect new things in my life today. Right? Can you imagine that first five, 15 minutes has set the tone, has set a tone for your day? Hallelujah. Is that, is that difficult? I think all of us have got the capacity and the capability of doing it. It's just a matter of plugging in the wind. 
first, first hallelujah if we create that discipline our lives will change hallelujah say daily daily my first thing to do is to read the word worship God and pray for the day who benefits out of that? Eh? Therefore, when I don't do it, eh? thinking like I'm doing pastor a favor or God a favor, I'm the one actually messing up my day. And you say, my day, you know, my day is bad. Hallelujah. But when you start that way, that's a practical way of growing. Then next week, you might find that this word is interesting. Right? Now you, you start to apply the first 30 minutes. Right? 10 minutes in the word, 10 minutes in worship, 10 minutes in prayer. Hallelujah. Then it will grow. Now you, now you find that I have to work much earlier now. Right? Now it's an hour. Right? 20 minutes in the word, now you start to read the whole chapters or confess more scriptures again and again. Then in worship, now you worship more, you worship more, you play more songs now. Right? Then after that, you pray more. You've got more prayer requests. You start to pray for a city. You start to pray for the church. You pray for the members of you pray for your workplace. You pray. Now you start to grow in that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's because you started with the first 15 minutes. Hallelujah. That's where we finished it. Therefore, number three, holding on to God's word. Let's say, I hold on. I hold on to God's word. Number three, we must make it grow deeper in our lives. Hallelujah. We must make the word of God grow deeper. We must love the word of God. We must have fellowship with the word of God. Hallelujah. And here we read in the book of Colossians chapter, chapter 6 verse 16. It says, let the Lord, let the word of Christ dwell in you what? Richly. Hallelujah. When we say somebody is rich, it means they've got abundance of something, right? When we say they're rich in jokes, it wherever they, <laughs> you know, there's laughter all over. Hallelujah. If we say the other time we we're teaching on the on the on the on the on the levels of faith, right? We we also taught on the rich faith, saying your faith is abundant. If everything that you do, you are actually doing it by faith. Therefore, the Bible says here, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It must be abundant. It must be part of you. It must, you know, you must be one with the word because it must, it must dwell in you richly. It must start to overflow. Hallelujah. In your life. Hallelujah. You know, somebody who's rich, if they come here, you'll see, without maybe knowing them, whether they were, they were borrowed that car or not, or whatever, right? you say, you say, this guy is rich. <laughs> you know? Can people judge us like that? When we, when we start talking, can they say, this man rich in the word. Hallelujah. How we, how we express ourselves, how we behave, can they judge us and say the word of Christ dwells richly in this man or this woman. Hallelujah. Because we spend time with it. Eh? I wish, you know, I wish I can just have a USB port somewhere, you know. <laughs> Plug it in and I'm rich one time. You know, we are that generation, right? We don't like process. We don't like process. We want just to 
lagi. Let's go. Hallelujah. But here with the word, we must create time. That first 15 minutes, as it grows to 10 minutes, as it grows to 20 minutes, as it grows to, to 30, to an hour, you are getting richer and richer in the word of God. And when you get richer in the word of God, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of of God, which means when you get richer in the word, your faith is growing richer. And you, when your faith grows richer, you are able to make more things manifest in your life. You are not going to struggle with little boy stuff. You are not going to struggle with, you know, with, 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 little, with little challenges. You are going to start to move mountains. You are going to start to speak things and things happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's all for your benefit. It is all for our benefit. The reason why we feel that we should not spend time or it's a waste of time to spend in the to spend time in the word or we spend time in other things, those things are better. It is because the devil is closing our eyes. He's discouraging us from spending time in the word of God. Because he knows once you spend time in the word of God, you are unstoppable. He cannot control you anymore. You start to have authority over him. Hallelujah. Because the only thing that has authority over the devil, it is the word of God. That's why Jesus, when, when the devil was challenging him, he just said, it is written. For it is written. For it is written. He, he was always saying, it, it is written. Therefore, when the devil comes to you and attack you, you say, yo, 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 who can I call? Instead of saying, it is written. Hallelujah. And you can't say that if the word doesn't dwell richly in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, we must be we must be people of the word. That's why when you face a challenge, you are you look for pastors, pastor or prophet, or you know, you know, there are people that sometimes you come to them and say, you know, you know, Pastor, you know, I've I've been to the prophet, I've been to to Inyanga there, I've been to <laughs> you are all, all, all everything, anybody that I can access, I go to. Hallelujah. Why? Ever comes and says so and so knows this thing, right? You go there. Hallelujah. But it is the word. It is when we are reaching into the word that we'll be able to stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want to pastor a church that is dependent on the pastor. I will. I will take advantage of you. Yeah, to see me. <laughs> Your wallet must be full, eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. I will threaten you. Say, if you don't give today, there's no guarantee you're going to get home. And you will believe me because I'm the only Bible you read. Hallelujah. I want a church that after church, they will say, Pastor, that scripture, I don't think you interpreted it correctly. I remember we had the soul group. We had this, I don't know if, I don't know if one, one of you was there or no. We had a soul group. I think you didn't say you were there. Eh? And one member corrected us, actually. Corrected the notes and say, No, Pastor, that, that verse doesn't say that. I said, eh? I said, I said to go to that. And say, No, that, that verse doesn't say that. Our notes were saying that's the scripture. I said, No, I've been reading this book of John. I've been reading it. It doesn't say that. And she corrected. And we went there and we, she proved she was right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it also forces the pastor not to up the game. <laughs> Hallelujah. Eh? You see, the, the, the church grows. 
that everyone can minister anything. Anybody can just go and say, Lord, according to your word, you said whatever that I ask for, in the name of Jesus, you, have, you will do it for me. Father, do it for me. Hallelujah. We have families that are growing based on the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to come here and preach and encourage you to read the word. You go read the word. And we say, one day we say, what's Paul? Here's the mic. Teach the church. You take the mic. You, you run with it. Hallelujah. Because the word is in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, the word of God is my foundation. I will make sure that it is rich in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you love the word, you love yourself. When you love the word, you love your family. When you love the word, it, it is your foundation. Hallelujah. I know I'm, I'm emphasizing and I'm overemphasizing on this point because I want us to be connected to the word of God. You will experience the power of God through his word. The Bible says, heaven and earth, listen to that, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will remain. I would rather hold on, not to the things of this world that will pass away, I would rather, rather not hold on to the heaven that is going to pass away, but to the word. Hallelujah. He said himself, that I exalt, listen to that, he said, I exalt my word over all my names. Yeah? Hallelujah. Why does he do that? Because all his names came from his word. Therefore, without his word, his names do not exist. If it's Jehovah Rapha, right? It's because he said he will heal us. <laughs> yeah? Therefore, when somebody says God doesn't heal anymore, you must tell them he must change his name. Yeah? He must change his name. If, if he says God doesn't provide, he must, he must change his name. Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he exalts his word. He wants to honor his word. Hallelujah. Somebody says, when I pray, I pray the word of God. For I know it carries power. It carries creative power. For God just said, let there be light. And there was light. When we speak the word of God, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, how do we make it grow deeper in our lives? The first thing that you must do, get a Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know I, I spoke about the, the, the Bible app, right? But get a Bible that you will, you know, you will, you know, you will love. You will, you know, you will change. You will, you know, you will open up. You will write on it. Hallelujah. Notes, you will highlight it. You will, you know, it's easy when when you when you are looking for a scripture on the phone, right? It's a bit and you, and you can't remember. It's a bit difficult to find it, right? Because you must remember everything. But on the Bible here, you just know where where you highlighted, right? As you are as you are opening, you know. If you give me your Bible, I may struggle to preach with it if I didn't prepare one. But if if I have mine, I know where to find one. I know I know which verse is on the. On the, on the on the on the on the third on the lower parts of my Bible, and which one I highlighted at the, you know those things because I fellowship with them. Therefore, 
get a Bible, get a Bible and get a translation that, uh, sorry, a translation that you like. If you like the Amplified, if you like it big and, you know, coming you with power, get it, get it, get it, an Amplified or a New Living Translation. Or if you like the die, you know, I know that this generation doesn't like that one. <laughs> we don't like that one. The die, dead. Yeah, no, no, no. We like the simple one, the straightforward. <laughs> eh? Maybe you'd rather get it King James then. Hallelujah. Hmm? Get a translation that you like, that you'll be able to read. Even in the Vendor the, the version, there's a new one now. You know, the old pastor said, I don't like this one. I want, <laughs> I want the other one. And I'm like, this thing is, is the same with English. Therefore, I like this one because this one is much more explicit and clear. The other one say, hey, this one, yes, man. You know? <laughs> but it's the preference of the translation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, we, you must get a translation that you like and get also, after you get the, the, your, your primary Bible, this is my primary Bible, right? This is not the only Bible that I have, but this is my primary Bible, right? But with all, after that, you get what we call a study Bible. Right? A study Bible, you can get a message, what we call a message Bible, right? It, it, will, it will explain a lot of things. Right? You can also get what we call a Thompson Change Reference Bible. It, 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 links, it links verses that are saying the same thing, for example. Right? You can also get on your phone the Strong's. Right? Those ones, they help to explain words. You say, this word, that's why you hear a pastor say, the word that was used here, right? It is the same word that was used in another scripture, right? Therefore, this word means this, right? When you get the, 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 the study Bible, it helps you to do your Bible studies. Because if I say, hey, let's go, let's do a Bible study, where are you going to start? Hallelujah. But now when you've got a study Bible, you are able to study a topic, for example, love. You're able to study faith. You're able, you know, it, it helps you to develop. Because this one is for your reading, your marking and everything, right? But the study Bible will empower you to go deeper into the word. Right? For example, the, the, Thompson, the Thompson chain that I used, it has got also the summary of each, of each book of the Bible, the background. When was it written? Why was it written? For what? All those things. You hear pastors saying that, right? Say this scripture... This verse was written when Paul was, you know, experiencing this or when, or when David was going through this, he wrote this psalm, right? Because those things are, we get them from the study, from the study Bible. And you can get it. It's not only sold to pastors, <laughs> right? You can get it so that you can get, you can grow deeper in the word of God. Hallelujah. Say, I'm going to get my, my Bible. The translation I like, and also a study Bible. Hallelujah. The last thing is to get into a small group. <laughs> Join a small group. Join us every Tuesday. We want to speak that small group, right? We already have a leader for the other one. That last week, I didn't lead that small group. Somebody that has taken over that small group. I'm no longer leading it. Therefore, I must start a new one. Hallelujah. Eh? Therefore, you, you must join. <laughs> you must join me. I don't want those ones who have attended that one. You are there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right? Join that one. 
join a study, a study Bible, a, a, a small group, because they should be forced to discuss the Bible. Remember here at church, right? I'm just throwing, right? Therefore, in the small group, you are able to go, come back here and study this message, and we give notes, different notes for small group. Hallelujah. Therefore, even if you want to lead a small group, maybe at your workplace or in your house, you can give it the notes. You lead a small group there. Hallelujah. You will grow better and much faster when you know that you are accountable to other people. Hallelujah. When you know that, you know why sometimes I read the Bible? I read the Bible because I must preach it. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I can't read the Bible. But tomorrow there's a message that I must preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Eh? Therefore, get something that will keep you accountable. Therefore, when you have a Bible study group, you know that if you are leading that week, you must go there prepared. Hallelujah. The reason why you don't do certain things, firstly, is that they are not scheduled. You don't know why you, you, know why you don't miss, uh, okay, I say for the ladies, ne? you know why you don't miss your favorite soap? Eh? Because it's scheduled. You know, seven o'clock, the skin time is and he's not going to wait for you. Hallelujah. It's because it's scheduled. You know why we are here at this time? It's because we communicated the time. If we say, guys, we're going to have church. One was going to come at one, another one. Hallelujah. Therefore, scheduling things, even a reminder on your phone, helps you to keep the discipline. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, much more than when you have other people that you are studying the Bible with. Hallelujah. Now, they keep you accountable. If you are not accountable, let me tell you, you will postpone it and postpone it. Start at half past. Half past comes. I'll start at, at another hour. Another hour comes again and again. Hallelujah. Say with me, I will schedule my Bible time and I am joining a small group. Hallelujah. The last point is that make it a weapon for challenges of life. Hallelujah. Make it a weapon for the challenges of life. The book of Ephesians chapter 6, 13 and 17 says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to do what? To stand. Hallelujah. Verse 17. It says, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Therefore, when you don't spend time in the Word of God, you are, you have left your sword of the Spirit. Therefore, when trouble comes, you don't have any weapon to fight with. Hallelujah. Therefore, when you, spend, when you are rich in the word of God, you are fully armed. You are fully armed. You are able to quench every fairy dust. You are able to, you know, the, this is the only weapon. If you study, if you study um, Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10, right, up until the last, the last chapter, at the last verse of that, of that chapter, you will realize that the word is the only attacking weapon in that, in that armor. It is the only attacking weapon. Therefore, for things to happen in your life, for you to get to another level, it will only take the word of God. Because it's the only attacking weapon. Because you can have the defensive one, right? 
which means always, you are always on the defense, right? You feel like life now is just throwing things at you. Throwing, it's because you're not throwing things at life. Which is the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah? Hallelujah. They say, uh, what's the body? They say the best defense is to, is to attack, right? That's what they, that's what carnalists will say. The best defense is to attack. Therefore, in your life, if you want to park the bus, park the bus. But know that they, they will be attacking you all the time. Right? They will, even, they will even take out the defenders from their side and add more strikers, right? Which means now the pressure is going to be more and more and more. But when you change the tactics and say, let me get the word, let me be rich with the word. Now, now you're empowering yourself to attack and attack and attack. When the challenges come, you attack them. They will know. They will, they will know that it's you, then they will go. <laughs> you will hear people say, hey, things are happening here. And it's like, eh, what? Because you know that your, your, your approach to life is the word of God, which is the weapon. Hallelujah. The book of Ephesians chapter, um, the, same, the same verse, but in a different, in a message. Listen to this, in a message, in a message Bible. It says, God's word is an indispensable weapon. Hallelujah. It's an indispensable weapon. You must have it all the time. You cannot afford not to have the word of God. Hallelujah. That's the message Bible. Matthew chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. It says that the, temp, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered and he said, Jesus answered and said, let's go. Jesus answered and said, it is written. He attacked back. He did not hold back and say, explain more. <laughs> Let me hear you more. He said, it is written. And he quoted the, 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 the scripture. Hallelujah. He attacked back. When you don't have the word, that's when you're going to start looking everywhere and be confused and get more deeper, get more deeper and deeper. But when you have the word, you say, Father, it is written. Hallelujah. Hey, you must get me water because my voice is going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Therefore, the other thing is that we must do scripture memory. Hallelujah. We must, when you meditate on the scripture, you must memorize the scripture. Because when the challenge comes, it's going to warn you, right? And say, next week I'm coming, get ready. Eh? You must be ready all the time. Hallelujah. You must be ready all the time. The book of Psalms 119. When we started this series, I emphasized on reading the book of Psalms 119. Read the whole chapter. Psalms 119. It's got more than 100 verses. That's going to... How am I going to finish? It took me 30 minutes to read all of it. Therefore, it's going to take you 30 minutes to read all of it. But you, you're going to be you're gonna be blessed. He says here, 119, verse 9 and 11. It says, how come a young person stay on the path of, of purity? By living according to your word. How do we stay in the path of purity? By living in the, eh? In according to the word. It says, I seek you with all my heart. That's when you are reading the word, right? I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me, ask, do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden 
your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Hallelujah. Eh? I have hidden your word in my heart. Why? So that I may not sin against you. Then why does the devil discourage us from reading the word? Why does the devil discourage us from hiding the word of God in our heart so that we can sin against God? It's as simple as that. Therefore, when you memorize the word of God and spend time in the word of God, it will be difficult for you to sin. It will be difficult. It will be a challenge. You will sin by saying, you know what, now I, I know the word, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> and the word will come back to you while you are in that act and say, but remember, yeah, I will repent. Therefore, <laughs> you can't live a free life. But the word of God says here, he says, this is a prayer. This must be a prayer. That when I read the word, let your word hide in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Let's stand up on our feet. Let's stand up on our feet. Say with me, Father, as I spend, as I spend time in your word, it keeps me in your path. It keeps me in your commands. It keeps me on your purpose for me. It keeps me on your purpose for me. I live a life you designed for me when I spend time in your word. I will not miss your word. I will not miss your instructions when I spend time in your word. Father, reveal anything that distracts me from spending time in your word. Make it known to me so that I can repent from it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that your word keeps us in the straight and narrow road. Your word brings blessings to us. Your word is our weapon to attack and bring more stuff in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that it's an indispensable weapon. Hey, we thank you, Lord, that your word is dependable. We thank you, Lord, that your word, your word will remain no matter what storms. Hey, you said whoever hears my word and put it to practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your word corrects us. Your word trains us. Your word empowers us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want us to confess. I just want us to confess, family, together. If you can take it a bit down there. 
You know, I just want us to confess these scriptures just to show you how to use the word as the as the weapon. Hallelujah. Let, let's follow, let's follow the model that Jesus followed. Confess with me and say, Devil, say, Devil, it is written in John 10:10. 10, 10, the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, who lives in me, came that I may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to, to the full till it, oh, it, till it overflows. Say, it, say, say the word of God is overflowing in me. I will not give up until I'm normal. Normal as defined in the Bible. Hallelujah. Let's do the last one. Let's do, let's just do the last one. Let's just do the, the last one. Say, devil, it is written in Mark chapter 16 verse 17. These signs will accompany me because I believe in Jesus' name I will cast out demons. I will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover in the name of Jesus. Say, devil, it is written in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, that on this rock, he will build his church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's do the last one. Just looking at a lot of them here. Let's say, devil, it is written in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Greater is he who is in me than, than, than he than he who is in the world in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Therefore, you say it like that. You say, it is written. 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 If the devil could not defeat Jesus because Jesus was just saying it is written and quoted scripture, you also carry the same authority and power through his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that your word is living and powerful in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we experience the manifestations of the promise of God. For their yes and amen in our lives. We say, Lord, this week shall be the best week ever. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. This week shall we shall see the manifestation of your goodness. We shall see the manifestation of your word in our lives, in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. We thank